Magazine had a contest called The Great American Writer Test, where you filled out a survey and were sent a pamphlet to test whether you were a great writer. He was accepted into the program, but couldn't afford to sign up. It broke my heart, Letterman recalled, because even as a kid, I knew this is not how you get to be a writer. To his son, Harry Letterman seemed most at home when he was serving as the MC of a church potluck dinner or hosting a meeting at the Indiana Flower Association, where he would tell jokes. He loved doing that more than his actual job, Letterman said. My dad's life did not work out the way he wanted it to. This made a distinct impression. Letterman cites his parents when asked about his own prickliness or lack of warmth. His mother could look tight-lipped and uneasy, he said. But when you asked her if anything was wrong, she would shout, I'm fine. Letterman inherited her stoicism, repression, and belief in hard work. He worked bagging groceries at a supermarket throughout high school. In high school, Letterman did not excel academically or socially. He wasn't a jock or a theater kid. He preferred poking fun at groups to joining them. But he was not a nerd and even displayed a mildly subversive sense of humor that his peers enjoyed. As a joke, He once wore a jacket and tie along with Bermuda shorts and knee-high socks to a school dance. According to friends, Letterman made an effort to dress cool, adopting a preppy look, wearing a madras shirt. But friends also recall his insecure streak. Every day, Letterman rode with a few boys to school. Once, when he was picked up in a 39 Chevy at his home, a kid made a crack about his shirt. Letterman immediately went back to the house to get a new shirt without saying a word. Early on, though, Letterman showed an interest in radio and television. In middle school, he and a friend recorded shows on a reel-to-reel recorder, doing parodies of Leave it to Beaver and The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet. He also made a mock talk show in the style of Steve Allen, whose occasional juvenile prankishness sparked his imagination. Letterman emulated him said Fred Stark about his middle school friend. We sat in my basement and made a fake talk show set out of a toilet paper tube and a cigar box. He would sit behind the desk. I was his Paul Schaefer. But Letterman's comedic sensibility was apparent even earlier. At seven, he collected four friends in the parking lot outside of his elementary school to put on a spoof of Winnie the Pooh. Besides coming up with a story, Letterman cast the roles, gave his friends lines on the spot, and told each of them where to stand. Then the show started, and Letterman stood back, arms crossed, and laughed at everybody who took part in it. That was part of his charm, said Stark, who played Eeyore. People hung around to see who would get zinged. David Letterman's broadcasting career began almost as soon as he left home for college. He attended Ball State University in the mid to late 1960s, when campuses all across the country were hotbeds of tumult and protest. Ball State, located in Muncie, Indiana, was hardly Berkeley, and Letterman was far from a wild-eyed activist. His social scene revolved around the Sigma Chi fraternity, a boys' club whose alumni included John Wayne and Barry Goldwater. Letterman was never particularly interested in politics. Instead of joining the ranks for or against Vietnam, He incorporated news about the war into a prank on the saleswoman at the campus bookstore, asking her with a straight face if she sold napalm. It's a gelatinous substance that burns on anything, 
The U.S. Armed Forces used it in Vietnam, he explained blankly, as his friends nearby cracked up. Letterman grew a long, shaggy beard that he sometimes paired with a long trench coat that could fit nicely into the folk scene. His fraternity brothers described him as shy and uncomfortable with new people. Dave didn't let people close to him, said Jeff Lewis, a fellow Sigma Chi. I asked him about it, and he said, if they got to know me, they wouldn't like me. Lewis recalls him being concerned about the social events. He said, listen, don't be upset if I don't go to the parties. At rush events, Letterman displayed an aggressively teasing charisma, selling underclassmen on the fraternity by mocking the neighboring fraternity. He said, if you don't like girls, go next door, said Mike Little, a fraternity brother whose nickname, Fatty No Neck, was given to him by Letterman, who assumed the role of the pledge trainer.